Our third step towards compassion is having the courage to take action. So we're gonna talk about what gets in the way and what helps us. What gets in the way? Why do we lack courage? Why do we not act? It can be overwhelm, right? Again, the me, 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 when I'm, when I'm stuck in my own mess. Maybe it's apathy. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's fear. We don't know what to do. All of those can get in the way. There's a famous research study in the 70s that they did with young men who were in seminary school. They had the young men, they broke them into two groups. And one group of young men told the story of the Good Samaritan, which many of you know. I'll give a quick recap on the Good Samaritan story. Essentially, uh, a man was walking, he was beaten and robbed and left for dead along the side of the road. Now, a person from his own group, his own tribe, saw him and moved on. And then a priest from his own group saw the man and moved on. And then a man from kind of a rival tribe, a rival group, saw the man and noticed that he was hurt, took him up on his his animal, went to the next town, took care of him at the inn, and even left some money with the innkeeper to say, please take care of this man until he's ready to get back on his feet and travel, and then I'll pay you whatever else you need when I come back around. The Good Samaritan, this is the story. So back to our seminary students. Half of the group was giving a speech on the Good Samaritan, and half of them were giving a talk on something neutral, like what it was going to be like to serve when they finally became a minister. So they had a control group and another group, and then they split them into two more groups. They gave, um, they gave some of them instructions that they needed to hurry, and then some of them that they had plenty of time. And the setup was this. They were going to, they were all in one room, and they gave instructions. And then they had to go through a series of hallways and courtyards to another building, and they were, give their, they were to give their speech there. And so some of them, they said, okay, hey, wow, you're late. You need to get over there. And some of them said, oh, Bob, you've got time. Like, make your way over to the other building. And along the way, they put an actor who was hurt, right? Just like in the story of the Good Samaritan. Here was somebody laying in the courtyard, essentially, obviously in pain. They were moaning. They were hurt. And so every one of these young men had to step over or walk right by this actor. And they wanted to see who would stop. You know, did it make any difference if they were telling the story of the Good Samaritan or just some other story? Or did it make any difference if they had time or didn't have time? Now think about your own life, and you probably know the answer. The men who were given hurry instructions were six times less likely to stop than the men who had neutral instructions or you have time instructions. And in fact, it made no difference what story that they were going to go tell. I think this is fascinating. And here's here's the point, right? No matter what our intentions are, we might have great intentions. We might want to be of service to the world. But if we don't have time, if we've scheduled ourselves so busy, if we're so focused on me, 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 the research is pretty clear. Nothing different is going to happen. Now, I'm not here today to give you all of the 
the world's wisdom on time management, but it's just to build our awareness that when time crushes us, that really none of our good intentions happen. So it starts with this awareness, and then we can make different choices, right? Awareness gives us choice. So that's the first one about time. Another story I like, some of you know well, is the story of the starfish. An old man was walking by the beach one day, and there'd been some event with the tide, you know, some giant tide and gone down, and it washed up hundreds of thousands of starfish up and down for miles on the coast, starfish everywhere. And he sees a young boy, about 10 years old, at the edge of the water. And the young boy's picking up starfish and throwing them back in. And as the old man's walking, he comes upon the young boy and says, what are you doing? And the boy says, well, all these starfish have washed up on shore and they're, they're going to die. So I'm, I'm throwing them back in the water. And the man looks, he's like, there's so many. What, what does it matter? And the boy holds one in his hand. He looks at it and he says, it matters to this one. Throws it in the water and keeps doing what he's doing. I think this is like life sometimes. We read the news, we watch the news, we see our own lives, and we think the world is so broken. There's so much to do. And we sometimes get overwhelmed to the point where we don't do anything because we feel like we can't fix it. And it's not that each one of us are going to solve the world's problems. It's that each one of us are going to take one step And the 7 billion of us together, if we can take one step, can solve some of these gigantic problems. So some of the ways that help us, right? We talked about ways that the things that get in our way of taking action, but some of the ways that help us are to realize that we can just take one step. We don't have to solve everything. It's also putting a system in place, right? One of my favorite quotes is from James Clear, wrote the book Atomic Habits. He says, our lives do not rise to the level of our goals, they fall to the level of our systems. So in other words, unless we put a system in place, our intentions are just that, they're intentions. But what does it mean to put a system in place? Let's think about in the context of compassion, right? So maybe I want to uh, get centered, Right? So maybe one of the, sy- the systems I put in place is I'm going to set an alarm on the hour, every hour, and just a, a simple ding on my phone. Right? And when the ding happens, it's a reminder to me to just take one breath or maybe three breaths to get centered. Or a system for listening is wait, why am I talking? It's just a little reminder. A system for getting anything done is an accountability buddy. I love the accountability buddy, right? So as an example, if you want to do one act of kindness every day, get an accountability buddy. And every day, text your one act of kindness to the other person. Find a system that works for you. It could be if you want to give gratitude to someone. Maybe put in your calendar, set a calendar entry. Maybe every Friday at noon, you're going to send one email or call or text somebody. But put a system in that will support you for the great intentions that you have. All right, we're talking about taking action, but what about those really difficult people in our lives, right? Does this work for them? Okay, yes, and 
Okay, now we're entering black belt level compassion. There's a reason they're difficult. Let's talk about a few things. The first one is to get curious, right? And the action is ask three more questions about them or about their position that would help us understand them. There's a famous quote attributed to Abraham Lincoln. And he says, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. And this is the ethos we can take with someone who's really difficult. Get curious. We can practice what we call appreciative joy, right? So this is the idea that we're going to practice joy on behalf of this other person. And this is really hard in any normal circumstance. It's incredibly hard for people we find difficult. But again, it goes back to seeing the other person as soul, really, as their highest self. And if I can see them at that level, then I can show some joy. I can feel some joy for them. And then the third one is gratitude. Can we share something about that person that we actually appreciate? Right, we talked about how we see people as the differences instead of the similarities. Well, 99% are the similarities. If we can find something in there that we're truly appreciative, that we're truly grateful for, not just faking it, but truly grateful for, focus on that part and actually express that gratitude to the other person. It's amazingly powerful. Now, the homework is, or the challenge is, if this person's actually in your life, right, you know them, express this gratitude. If there's someone, if they're a public figure, maybe write it down in your journal. But this is black belt level compassion. So wrapping up this part about taking action, going back to our journal, thinking about all the things that we talked about, what's one thing that you'll commit to putting into practice, right? What's one thing you'll commit to putting into practice? And then the second part of that is what's the system you're going to put in place that will enable that thing? Because remember, our lives do not rise to the level of our goals, they fall to the level of our systems. So practice putting systems into everything that you do. All right, so go ahead and take some time for journaling and then see me when you come back. <laughs>